What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Saga of Steve Rogers. My name's Tom, and I'm glad to have you here. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you haven't been here before, where the fuck have you been? Uh, today's episode is an artist that my wife met, and there's a, we talk about how I got introduced to her, um, but her name is Carolina Adams. She's amazing. Um, she's currently at the Tempe Art Festival this weekend, so I'm putting this out on Saturday. Um, she's there Saturday and Sunday, and her website's going to be linked in the show notes, um, but you should totally check out her art supporter. She is one hell of an amazing artist, uh, but she's at the end, you're going to hear me say, come back for part two next week. I'm going to tell you now, before you hear that, next week ain't going to be part two with Carolina. Um, At the end of part one, we paused. She wanted to see the house where we have her art displayed. She wanted to see our dogs because she's an animal lover. Uh, We brought in a couple of the hairless cats because she was like, her husband's allergic to cats. So long story short, um, we got distracted and fucked around for a while. And then we didn't end up getting um, part two done. So she's going to come back in mid to late December, and we're going to do part two. So I'm putting this out anyway. I was going to wait until we had the whole thing together, but I really want to get this out now. Um, Thanks for listening. Share the show. Tell somebody. Susu Studio, live long and prosper, make better choices, get better results, all that shit. Um, Leave a review, like, and subscribe to the show. It means nothing to you, but it just helps. Tell somebody you love the show. Uh, Helps me. I appreciate it. Love you guys. And here's an intro. And then Carolina Adams. Welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. Some of the stuff you are about to hear are not for everyone. If you are a snowflake or easily offended, offended, don't listen. Enjoy. Anyway, I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm probably going to, you're going to lose me on stuff. I'm not going to lose you at all. We're, we're together. We're both, we're all both right. on the same page. I squirrel all the time. Like my friend, <laughs> one of my friends that comes on my podcast all the time, Theo, we just sit here and squirrel the entire yeah. time. He'll just look over and go, oh, Transformers. I remember I saw this. And then we'll talk about Batman. It's super, it's just yeah. nonsense. Our minds yeah. just go and it's stream of consciousness. Who cares? Yeah. So you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. All right. Keep so. Huh? Thank you for making me feel... Um, Absolutely. The whole point is this is just the two of us talking. Yeah. Like, I don't do this for... I'm not... I don't make money off of this. I'm not... Oh, I'm going to be Joe Rogan or whatever. Like, I'm going to light the world on fire. I do this so I don't have to pay for a therapist. That's just what it is. It's this. <laughs> My twin flame over here. Because <laughs> that's what I... I mean, it keeps me sane. Yeah. If I wasn't part... Okay. I'll just... No, you're fine. No, I'll just leave it for... Okay. So, greetings and salutations, and welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. My name's Tom, and I'm glad to have you here. If you're here for the first time, where the fuck have you been? See, there's our first fuck, so you're okay. Um, You've been the same place I am. Pandemica. The world's changed, and the pandemic put my podcast on hold for a long time. Um, But I'm pulling my head out of my ass, get my life back together, um, and then get back into where I belong in the podcast studio. So today, um, I have an amazing guest. I've been trying to get her on for quite some time. I have her website up in front of me, and the first thing I saw when I pulled it up, you're going to be at the Tempe Art Festival in yep. a couple of weeks. Yep. Super. And then I saw the history. You're always at Tempe Art Festival, and I don't know how I haven't seen your stuff there, because your, your art is what we usually gravitate towards. Like, I don't go looking for people's little friendship bracelets, and, oh, look at the jewelry. And but it's such a huge... It's massive. It's massive, so you can't get to everybody. And that's the thing. We, I know that we don't walk the entire thing. But anyway, uh, Carolina Adams is my guest today. My wife found her on the internet somehow. The amazing Amy, don't know how she found her, but she bought um, a piece of art from her website and brought it home, got it framed, put it up on the wall, and I was just enthralled with it. Um, and I'll put pictures up 
um, in the show notes to show you some of the pictures, but we'll get to the art in a little bit. The, the reason why it took a little while is this is, this is actually a quote from her website. Um, Carolina Adams is an introvert by nature, so drawing has always been her alternative to talking out her issues. Adams says, quote, I'm not a very graceful speaker. We'll put that to the test today. She has a smirk <laughs> on her face. Um, but her con- my conversations are messy and run in circles with my ideas and trip over my words. She's not going to trip over her words. We've been talking for about 15 minutes and she's going to be fine. And that's what I told her from the beginning. She's all worried and I want her to know this is a safe place. Thank you for the warning, though. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, This is just two of us talking. Like I said, I don't know. Don't care what anybody else hears or thinks, whatever. This is about me meeting somebody who I appreciate. That's what I do. I just bring in people. You know, you're a tattoo artist, you're a waitress, you're a haircutter, whatever. I want to talk to people about what their life is like. So, but you have a side hook, which is awesome. You have a great, great life and this amazing art. So I'm excited to meet you. Thank you so much for the great um, introduction. Absolutely. So I saw you went to college in Chicago, but where did you grow up? Yes. Um, So I was born and raised in Poland. I don't know if you, have you noticed my accent? No, not at all. Oh my God, you're my new best friend. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) When I do shows, people will come up to me and I say, hi, welcome to my booth. As soon as I say that, people are like, where are you from? Really? Yeah. And my husband says the same thing. He goes, you do not have an accent. I don't hear it. I obsess a little bit over it. Okay. I've been here since I came when, you know, a young um, teenager. And so I've been longer here that I was there and the accent just won't go away. Um, I think the more we'll speak, you'll hear it. Um, but so I was, yeah, born and raised in Poland, um, came how, to Chicago. How old were you when you came over? 15, 14. So you lived there for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many siblings? I have an older brother. Older brother. Mm-hmm. And was he born there? All he, he was older. What a stupid yeah. question. Was he born there also? <laughs> no, he was born here after, but he's older. Dumbass. <laughs> Um, I love it. So why did your parents come over to the U.S.? Um, My mom's whole side, so my dad's whole side is in um, Poland. Mm -hmm. So um, my mom's whole side moved here when she was about 18. They all moved here and they left her behind because she was still finishing up like high school or, um, and so after high school, she met my dad, got married, got pregnant. And so they've tried to get, so they've, you know, um, my mom wanted to be with her family, so um, they were trying to get a visa. It took them 15 years or so okay. to, to get a visa, and so we ended up here. And in Chicago. Moved, moved to Chicago we from. in Chicago. Okay. And what'd your parent, what'd your father do for a living? He, uh, here? Yeah. Um, well, there and then here. Tell me, the, tell me what he changed from. He was a an electrical engineer. Okay, um, and then came here and had to just any kind of job. He that right. didn't have, you know, that he didn't speak English, and so that was. It's kind of heartbreaking to me, and it's so beautiful that he went, that he went through um, from having a really great position where, right. like, the town that we were in, he was the main you know engineer mm-hmm. and um and then coming here and he would at some points if there was no work at the shop like he would be sweeping you know the streets like a- yeah. around the shop and stuff so like that was it's just so humbling and just so beautiful that they did that for us right partially <laughs> <laughs> i mean a lot of people that come from other countries are established in a career there and it doesn't always translate here like you'll see I I lived in Manhattan for a year and a bunch of people that I I would talk to the taxi drivers all the time and you know vendors on the street and I'm like you know what were you how long have you been here what'd you do where you came from and you hear people that were like electrical engineer I was a doctor I was a an x-ray technician and here I'm selling bananas on the corner of Wall Street and water and I'm like Jesus they're like doesn't translate I can't get you know, the same job here that I could there. I came here to better myself. And I'm like, God, it's so weird that you could be an x-ray tech or a physician or whatever in your country. And you're better off here selling bananas on the corner. And he's like, hell yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like, and I think it's a, it's, 
it has to do with the kids too. They want to set us up for right. a better life. Whereas like, you know, um, uh, communist Poland, there was no perspective for right. the kids. So, um, so I think they do it. And I'm not a parent, but you are, so you know what that means. Right. Um, but he worked up to um, a really good position, you know, through the years. He stayed in the same company, so he did okay. What about your mom? My mom worked um, in, like, a plastic um, factory, and she did okay, too, because she graduated to, like, um, something lead. I can't remember. She was, like, the, the group leader or something. Mm-hmm. So and that was in Poland, or that was that here? That was here. Okay. And did she work when you guys were in Poland or no? She did. I don't remember what she did. I don't know. But you came over here, so you were 14, you said? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Like, the 14 is like getting ready to go to high school here. What grade would it have been? About the same thing? Yeah. So, um, a little confusing, because again, yeah. no English. Which, so, you, you didn't speak any English either? No, no. Because, like, um, when we left, it was still a communist. No, we were just out of a communist um, regime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, under the communist regime, uh, Russian was our second language. Like okay. you, you could have taken a third language. Right. But like for me. Who's got time for that? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Or like what kid wants to? You what know? kid wants to learn three languages? Yeah. I just want to be out and dis- yeah. discovering other worlds. That exactly. was my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but so it was, it was difficult, you know, I was picked on and you after know, you got here, you mean, yeah, yeah. But what was, so over in Poland, like the schooling there, was it, so did they have grades like first, second, third, fourth, fifth in Poland also? Uh-huh. So what grade were you in, in Poland at 14, just roughly um, like eighth, ninth, eighth, eighth. Yeah. And when you came over here, people in eighth grade, were they the, well, I guess you wouldn't know because you're yeah. language barrier. Ooh. Well, hello. That was fun. Why is it playing? Awesome. <laughs> I was just playing an old episode. Anyway. Listen, this happens to me all the time. So I'm a very <laughs> spiritual person. So that was supposed uh, to happen? That was supposed to happen. I meditated um, before I came here. Um, so just recently, I've been really connecting. I don't know how you feel about um, the metaphysical world, but um, I believe it and I've seen things. And so I sometimes get messages. Okay. Um, it's the weirdest thing because I'll get messages at shows what I'm doing. And they're sometimes not appropriate, <laughs> but it will not leave me. Like now you have to tell me what an inappropriate spirit message is like. Um. So there was one um, message that I got for a lady and it was, so I don't understand my, not, I don't usually understand my messages. So it's just like a, almost like a clip. And so, okay. If you're a medium, you, you get the messages and they make sense. Okay. Whereas me, I will just get like a sentence or I will get, okay, he is a writer like people that will come in. It's not much. It's there's like almost no reason for it. So I think maybe it's just for validation. Okay. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing that spirit. Okay. I'm seeing you as a spirit. I acknowledge you. And maybe that's what it is. I'm not quite, I haven't figured it out. I haven't really looked into it or, um, studied, you know? Um, but, um, so this lady comes in and this thought is in my head um, about her husband and her not making it. And so, um, how do I present? How do you tell her? Or do you just sit there and go, God, I wonder if I'll see her next year with some other dude. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Um, so I never, I never said anything because it was just so, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I going to put something in her head? How do you know this message is for her, though? Like, Because my attention will go to her. Like oh, so if it's if you're looking at somebody, then that message comes. It's My attention goes to that person. Okay. So there might be like five people around, and my attention is at you. And Got then it. I'll get the message. I was so going to say, like, the, what if the, there's three people and you gave it to the wrong person, and she's like, your husband's <laughs> cheating on you, and it's not her, it's the next to her. So. 
But so the ones I finally figure it out that the ones that are constant and they will not leave me okay. alone and it's just like a constant thought, those are the messages. Um and I usually will get once I say them, I will get chills and that's um another like confirmation that that's, you know. Okay. It's a message. Um, but you know, you do, th- I do, th- I don't want to take that responsibility. I'm yeah. Sorry. It seems like um, it's a huge responsibility when I say something that's startling or mm-hmm. how do I know that it's not my feeling? I can't really, this, um, hmm. I don't have like a, uh, uh, what's the word? A concrete this is from the spirit. This is from your own head. And it's for you. It's for that person. Like that. I know because it's like I said, like if you're, there's a crowd, my attention will go to that person and then the message will come down. Okay. It's not like the message comes down and then the person is pointed out. It's like, I'm looking at you and then I'm getting the message. When you were meditating about today, did you get a message? Like this guy is a child boy. He's got toys all around his room. (laughs) No, no, I got nothing on you. I was curious to see if I was going to get anything. On but no, you, but no, nothing. Damn it! I want my spirits to tell me something. Do you believe in? Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm like agnostic when it comes to it. I'm like I don't not believe. Does agnostic not? I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of ambivalent. I'm like yes, I believe stuff happens, but I don't know whether it's like you said. Is it a vibe that I'm feeling myself, or does it come from somewhere, or whatever? Yeah. My wife is very much into like energy and mm-hmm. um, she's gone to energy healing seminars and stuff like that. So I will love your wife. I, most I, people do much more than they love me. I, <laughs> much more. She's the amazing Amy. I called her that from the first time I, I met her. She's not believe it. Yeah. She's a great person. Yeah. But you're, you're pretty. Yeah. yeah you're I'm, pretty I'm, cool I'm a good second fiddle. But <laughs> there's always the amazing Amy. So when you were a kid in Poland, you said it was just coming out of communist communism mm-hmm. and Russian was the second language most people spoke. Did you start thinking about art that young, like in your teens, or did that start after you moved here? So I've always been artistic because I was that weird kid on the block, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being artsy. I think I see the world in a different way, even as a kid, like kids wanted to play, you know, house, whatever. Um, and I wanted to go explore um, teleportal um machines or whatever that would take me to like other worlds yep. you know um and if and i would say that out loud and people be like okay oh, like, okay like, creepy what? <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna be here playing house <laughs> so um so i you know i would draw and and um okay i'm stuck now so you would draw, did, did you always draw like what you were feeling or did you sketch pictures of like you're looking at architecture or how did your art start? So it was always about my, from your ego, perspective, egocentric right here or ego. Yeah. Um, so it would like in the beginning it started about my day. You know, okay. What did I do? And it was almost like a cartoon kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then it morphed into what I was feeling. As I was getting older and I was having more of those um, self-questioning sure. um, thoughts and um, I would turn to that and it kind of stuck. Okay. That, ex- you know, the, the purging of, of my emotions stuck throughout my whole life. But then I, you know, went to school, got busy, so it wouldn't be as, it wouldn't be as, um, as often. Okay. Right now, I purge every single day. Really? Mm. So, do you have any of your art from when you first started? Like, do you have a huge box with your early drawings, or does that stuff purged? No, or yeah, no? no, no. My mama never kept it. Do you wish you had some of that? I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would have loved to see my thought process because I'm sure. I'm so um, intrigued by the psychology. Um, how people's brains work, mm-hmm. um, what they're feeling, and how they're living their life. Are they living their life via their um, brain, you know, right. logic, or more through their heart kind of thing. I'm really, you know, so 
that would be interesting to see where to see where you were uh-huh. at certain points in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, see, that makes me that makes me question my choices as a dad because my kids come home from school with shit all the time and it's like hey that's beautiful when they look away it goes right in the garbage <laughs> I, otherwise my garage would be oh, filled yeah. with pictures like yeah. and, I, and you i have what seven kids i have nine total you have nine kids nine none of them are mine biologically uh-huh. so when i met my wife i was 49 um and she had seven kids she has three biological and then four that she adopted from foster care. Mm-hmm. And so I was like nine, seven, seven, like seriously seven. Or is it like five or, you know, our neighbor's kids that were like, oh, I'm your mom. What? No, she's like, no, I have seven. I was like, holy shit. And I had never had kids. I've been married before. And so it was, it was a little terrifying like that. <laughs> like one of your pictures where the girl's like, ah. And all oh, the, yeah. the cobwebs all around their fear. That's the way I felt. But I, I always felt like I was supposed to be a parent. Like my dad, um, when I was younger, was a horrible parent. He would tell us, even as kids, we would have family meetings. And my dad would say, like, I'm, I was never supposed to be a dad. This was never supposed to be my job. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm six. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, how do I unpack that? Or how do I help you unpack that? I, yeah. I don't know. So I always wanted to be a dad, but I was always afraid because, you know, the sins of the father. And am am I going to bring that shit to my teaching of kids? And they're not my kids. So am I responsible for even teaching them? Like it's the stepfather thing. It was just, it was scary as hell. Mm -hmm. Um, But then. And then being a stepdad, that's another, because I'm a stepmom. Are you? That's a The worst job ever. (laughs) Pay sucky, and the pay sucks, and the benefits are horrible. So, how many stepkids do you have? I have one stepson. Do you want some more? Because when you're leaving, you got a big van. We can fill it up. Oh, with- no, listen, growing up, when kids, when <laughs> girls wanted to have kids, I never thought about kids or um, family. That was like I said, I yeah. was on a hunt for a telepath or a tele. Porting, um, Teleportation gates, device, like what, one place to the other to, instantly. Yeah. Okay. To other worlds. Oh, other worlds. Doesn't, other worlds. That's very important. <laughs> Unicorns, fairies. Yeah. So nice. um, I'll leave the kids to you. I, I you can keep ple- You sure? Keep them. Let's see. They wanted to all meet you because I, I haven't know. done a podcast in a while. So they're all like, um, when the lady comes, can I meet the lady? I'm like, she doesn't like you. She already told me <laughs> she doesn't like you. So no. <laughs> But they may want to come out. We'll see how no, it plays I out. I would love to. Totally up to you. Um, yeah, so that would that would be awesome to have some of your early stuff to see. Like, were you drawing comparatively? What was your mind like at that time? Like, you know, what's really cool is when I kind of stumbled upon this path right. of being in galleries and showing my work. I took out. I was asked about my artwork. And at that point, I'm not doing any art. Um, I I was trying to figure my life out. I, I used to do um, interior architecture okay. for a firm. Um, and that was commercial, which wasn't really my jam. It was very structured and I'm not a, I'm very organic, go yeah. with the flow. This was too structured. That was, it was too rigid for me, for my brain. And so I'm um, like, yeah, I can't do it. I did it for, um seven or some years. Um, and that wasn't my thing. So, um, I, you know, set out on a journey of like finding who I am, what I want to do in this life. Mm -hmm. So, um, a few years later, um, someone asked me about my cousin actually asked me about my artwork. And so, um, I dug out, um, my old college, uh, portfolio mm-hmm. of um, drawings and one drawing wasn't finished. It was like finding my spirituality. Okay. And so I was like, it, my little dude was like climbing. First it was like a mound of um, dirt mm-hmm. and then you see him climbing the second. So like a, at that point it was a diptych. The second one was like his hat, like his um, hands are out, his hat is out. And, um, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to finish it. Cause I know where I am, right. um, you know, spiritually now um and so i finished it and another friend of mine came to the house um and saw my drawing and he goes oh my god this has so much emotion behind it you should show it to a gallery and by the way i just visited a gallery 
that I think you would be perfect for. And so he gave me the business card. And serendipity happened um, where I question my art all the time. So I don't think I'm as good as like what others might um, think. And so, but for some reason, I just sent in my... You did it anyway. I did it anyway. Yeah. <sighs> that, Isn't that, that takes amazing? chutzpah? Like, especially if you're Which so self-doubting. You do. You don't know that you do, but that shit's there. Yeah. You do. That's a good... Yes. You have it because you wouldn't have sent it otherwise. Like... Yes. Either that or because that was my path. Yeah. It was, um, it was it destined was just, to happen. Like, yes, the fact that yes. you did two mounds and then stopped... It's because you weren't in a place to know what the next level was. That's what, as soon as you were talking, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Because I wanted to jump in and go, that's because you weren't ready. You didn't have a complete journey. You were partially uh, through your journey. And that's why you fucking stopped. Uh, like, that's what popped in. Look, I got yeah. goosebumps just see, now. See? That's and what that's, popped into my head when you said I did two in the mountains and the guy's hands were on top and the hat, but there was nothing above it. That's because you didn't know what was next. That's why you stopped that picture. It was you are spiritual and you're open to it. You just don't label it okay I'll, i hate labels so we'll go without <laughs> there, a label that's awesome though um so yeah so uh it's just weird how it happened and it happened so quickly that my, i can't wrap my i couldn't have planned it right um so yeah so that's how it happened and i was getting somewhere i interrupted you and i had a point no shit i don't know it doesn't so, matter well, <laughs> squirrel we're both fine squirrel. we're both gonna squirrel i all will the time. loop back <laughs> At some point. So when you got to the U.S., you remember the drawings you were doing in Poland, and they were about your feelings and the way you you were putting your feelings onto the paper. Did that change when you got here? Because you didn't have any way to communicate with people here, really. Mm -hmm. Did you share your art with people? Like, is that... I stopped. You stopped drawing completely? I, yeah, I think oh. I was in so much. <laughs> I think I was okay. in so, uh, so overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, so I stopped for a bit. Um, and then, you know, little by little, came back. And then I had that crazy, you know, job where I would go into work at seven because the mm. project is due right. and projects they have that corporate america yep. I'm, I'm familiar yeah and so um yeah i would come home and i would be a shell of a person that was like just nothing. drained drained i had yeah. nothing to give to my husband I, it's drained but nothing's filling it back up because you're not in a creative space you're so in like i would yeah but i would like do little um sketches on napkins and and that would fill me up nice. and i so I noticed after a while, I'm like, that's weird that this gives me more energy. It all, it fills me up. Um, and so I started back up with my art. And- Do you want a piece of paper to sketch while you're sitting here? Would that make you feel like... <gasps> no, but I was thinking about that. Were you? I was thinking about when, I, when I'm on the phone having interviews and stuff... I probably should be sketching. Absolutely. Just, I mean, just, just to so, screw around, clear your brain. And that's another way of connecting to like the, in my um, higher self to like where the truth and the, re- when you relax. Yeah. My mind is busy with scribbling so that I can come <laughs> through, you know? Yep. That's um, awesome. But I've never, no, I've never tried it. Okay. You should try it. It sounds like a great. I, I should try it. And escape. But then people may be like, um, are you paying attention? So you don't want to, you're like that being called out may, may, you may react to that emotionally where I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not, no, I'm not paying attention. I don't care. Yeah. You probably couldn't yeah. do that. You wanted me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you called me. You get what you get. That's awesome. Oh so you, how long did it take you to learn English? So you moved here at 14. I'm still learning. Look at me. Well, but you got into college. Like yeah. they, the college entrance exams weren't in Polish. So you had to be able to take entrance exams and get a, you know. Honestly, that part, I don't remember. <laughs> I, it's, I'm not kidding you. There's parts of my life where I don't know how I got to where I got. Same. Um, really? Yeah, I have, I have spots. Well, I mean, it's not, I don't know how I got from A to B, but I have huge blank spots. It's like events happened in my life like my my parents got divorced i forgot everything before that except little pieces like i have snapshots of time like i remember a birthday party from when i was younger and i got a a 
they didn't call them action figures. They called them dolls. But I had a, I got a Spider-Man doll. And I couldn't wait to show my dad because I love Spider-Man. I was like, look, look what I got for my birthday. My father looked at it and he looked at me and he goes, isn't that cute? Little Tommy got a fucking doll. And he walked away and I buried it in the backyard. That I remember. But I don't remember weeks before or years after, like from the time until my parents got divorced. And then I remember everything forward. So yeah. I have little pieces of memories from before that. But for the most part, it's like an etcho sketch. Like yep. shake it and it's blank. Same. So, yeah. So with getting into college and picking the direction, I have no idea. I remember, so like you, I remember like a little bit, a piece. My brother went to college for um, uh, computer science. Okay. And so I'm like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what? He's He went for um, um, computer science. You know what? Then maybe I'll do the same and then he'll help me. You know, um, I can learn. From I can him. take some of his papers and turn them into <laughs> yeah, change the name. Yeah, <laughs> um, and ha- somehow I ended up in um, at Columbia. Mm-hmm. And you're right; there was an entrance um, test, and you, I had to write a um, an essay for an sure. Essay, yeah. Where, like, why? I have no idea how. You, how? What? You don't know what you put on the paper, I though. Have no idea what <laughs> I wrote. I have. That's awesome. Yeah. You're like, I don't know how I got in, but I'm in. Total blank. My wife, the same thing. Like she's in a job now where um, she doesn't remember ever applying for this job. She was a trainer just like I was for 15 years in her bank. She works for Wells Fargo and I work for a different one. Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I said the name of my bank before. I think I did. did. Mm -hmm. Crap. I have to go back and remove that. So. No, no. You said it before we recorded. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, you have a better memory than I do. So um, she got a call. She was going out to lunch and she got a call like, hey, we want to interview you for that job. And she's like, what job? I didn't apply for a job. Like, well, you applied. We're, we want to talk to you. And she got this job that's amazing. And it's a perfect fit for her. Like she's a project manager in life, obviously seven kids, a single mom, like delegating tasks and running the corporation of, you know, Amazing Amy Inc., had to take project management skills. She got this job and she's like, I don't ever remember even applying for it. Like, you're like, I don't remember. I don't know how the hell I got in. That is amazing. <laughs> and that's what I love life. Yeah. I love life so much. The mystery of life and how things, I mean, this is the perfect yeah. example. Like she's just, she was just supposed to be on that path yep. because how do you not remember? That's yeah. That's and true. it's not even a job that she would go, Oh, I have that skill. It was just, <laughs> yeah. She was like, I don't, it's in, you know, IT. She's like, I don't know shit about IT. I can't, I can't plug, a, oh I can't God. plug in the toaster yeah. most days. Yeah. And she has a job where she's project management and information technology. And it's crazy. This reminds me because you, you said she had seven kids. Not, you say that you have nine now. Mm-hmm. So did you adopt together? We adopted two together last year. It's almost a year ago last week. Um, we How adopted old? two together. They're, they were, they're now five and six. They were three and four when they first came to us from foster care okay. also. So she, my wife adopted four kids from foster care and had her three biological, and then we adopted two from foster care. Yeah. So. That's super cool. Yeah. So now I'm 50, what year is this? 56, I'll be 57 in January, and I have a five-year-old son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the old guy at his at his football Grandpa. game. Get out there, son! Go out to run, run, you oh, little bastard! God. In my wheelchair and my air tank and whatever, but I don't care. He's they're That's, the greatest thing. They're the that greatest is gift. Awesome and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got into what college did you go to again? You said it, but Columbia. It was, Columbia. Wow. Okay. Columbia is a big art school, though, right? Yes. Columbia has a. It's like like what percentage of the school would be in the arts? Do you think? A all lot, of all of it. The whole school is an art school, really. Not, not all of it, but yeah, majority. Okay, and there's theater, if not all. I mean, fuck it. Let's say all. We just renamed it Columbia. You are an entire <laughs> art school, one hundred percent. Anybody who's going to Columbia, if you're listening and you aren't in the arts, you're in the wrong no school. No science. Get out. No science. No <laughs> business. No mathematics. No, be some, but, um, get out. Get out. But it was a really cool 
at Columbia showed me that I could be myself. Like I, I felt like I fit in because I saw kids that would dress differently, right? Would speak differently. Um, they would dance and play outside of the main entry, and it was just such a, an artistic. And I'm like, oh my god, I have I have found my tribe because all my life I couldn't find where I fit in. Even in high school, like, in the, did you have, like, art classes in school? Like, the other art people tend to gravitate, like, drama kids gravitate. You didn't find those people in high school? I think I did not because I think my English, because of the English oh, language. Okay. Or um, English, um, what am I saying? The barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, because of your language, do you think you stopped yourself from finding those people? Or do you think they stopped? Or was it a little of both? I think it was... Yeah, I was going to say, I bet it's you because the first, like one of the first things you said is, do you recognize my accent? I'm like, no, I don't give a shit. Like, no, not that I don't give a shit. That came out harsh. But no, I I, I wouldn't have noticed it because I don't care. But you were like, everybody says they can't hear it, but I can hear it. Like you're focused on it. So I I figured that you probably kind of pulled back from people that you may have already had a bond or may have been able to bond with right. because of your fears of them judging you or right. your language or whatever. Definitely. So at what point yeah. did you get over that? You're um, like, well, not till much. today. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't. No, um, not much, much, much later in life. So okay. I really came out with my art, I, which is... Um, no pun intended, but um, I came out with my art and I came out with my who I am. And just, you know, I was just, at that point, I was comfortable with who I am. And it helped me because people help to bring myself out or yeah. to bring me out. Mm-hmm. Um, with them saying, like, they would look at my work and say, you know, I see myself in it. This is what I'm going through. I'm like, oh my God found my person yeah so then i would go and i would talk to them and we would just hit it off um and you know little by little i'm like it's okay to be myself because there's others out there who understand me i'm not right. alone um and that was probably 10 years ago or eight okay so and, when you were in college you have to take other classes you can't just take art like what other classes were other classes a struggle for you because was language still difficult or um at that point no um but i did high school was difficult and even as a kid in school in poland um because i understand things in a different way so you know i didn't realize that i was um a little dyslexic i'm not this is like self diagnosis mm-hmm. almost um my doctor did like a, a quick test on me when i told him that my brain shuts down when um i'm surprised with like a question or if you give me a math problem i'll be like hmm but i'm not really thinking anything <laughs> i'm just like hmm <laughs> Let me put on this phase that I know what I'm doing. Pretend like I'm working through it in my head, but I'm really singing Maroon 5. Like <laughs> I'm seeing black. Um, and so, yeah, he goes, yeah, it looks like you have a very mild case. Um, so, like, I'll flip numbers. Um, I'll flip. There's predominant letters that I will see first mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, like, what the word is. And it's really surprising because I'm a big reader. I love to read. It takes me a little bit. Um, but I love to read. Um, I was going somewhere with this. The dyslexia? Oh, so yeah. So as a kid, I didn't really, I wasn't really good in school. Um, and then you would see my notebooks and they were all, there was like doodles on there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's probably like, this is why you're not getting good grades. You can't focus. You're, you're thinking about unicorns and, and I just, yeah. glitter farts. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I don't know what this lady's saying, my teacher, you know? Yeah. Um, but surprisingly in college, um, I did really good. I think I graduated with like 3.1. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But so what I found out is I'm an audio um, learner. Okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, where, um, we would have these, um, like lectures, lectures. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I listened and paid attention, Mm -hmm. I would get it all. Right. But if I had to read, 
and study like the 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 typical study right um that was hard for me so yeah everybody learns differently i figured i learned that as a trainer it's like I kind of would have to look out at a room and go, that person's not getting it. Like I have to teach to one person. If I get that person to get it, I know everybody else has it. So everybody learns in different styles. Right. Some people you could lecture and they get it. Other people need to write it down. So like a lot of times in the beginning, when I first started as a trainer, I'm like, Hey, can you pay attention? You're, you're you're doodling Doodling, and they're not doodling. They're writing shit down that I say so they can read it later. And remember I did, you know, I wasn't trained as a trainer when I became a trainer. It was just, Hey, you're good with speaking. Get up there and speak to these people. So I did. And I was like, hey, can you can you put your pen down and pay attention? Because I thought they were drawing, you know, pictures of dinosaurs and rocks and yeah. rocket ships or whatever. They're not. They're taking notes. And I'm like, oh, God, I feel like an asshole. They didn't train you? No. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> because, I mean, it was kind of learn on the job. It wasn't like I went to college for training. I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from... Not to make this about me, but I, I was very poor as a kid. There was no chance I was going to college. I was never going to get a scholarship because I was working a full-time job while I was in high school. And I, I knew that once I got out of high school, it didn't matter. I was going to have to start working another full-time job and I wasn't going to be able to go to school anyway. So I didn't bother. Mm-hmm. I did poor in school, but I, I could have gone to college and could have done really well. I just financially, it wasn't an option. Mm. So, you know, I took menial jobs and then when I got the job as a trainer I learned watching other people like I, I'm I'm a visual learner so I see somebody do something or I, actually auditory as well like when I first started working at the bank I would hear somebody say something to a customer and the customer freak out and I'm like fuck never do that yep. like never say yeah. that or see somebody do something and people look at them I'm like oh that's a thing not to do you Let make me. notes exactly yes. mental notes yep. constantly yep. so that's how I learned to be a trainer was Telling that guy, hey, put your fucking pen down, man. Pay attention. And then I look down and he's writing what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, man, I feel like a shit. So learn from trial and error. But that's how I became a trainer. So that's how, you know, a lot of people don't pick up on those cues. Like I would see that and then go, asshole, I taught him. Like, no, you didn't. (laughs) You screwed up his process. So, yeah. Um, So. Columbia, you started mostly doing art. You talked about the picture that you finished, but what did you do with your art from college? Like, did they ever have like shows at school where they would show it to the other students or? I did not take, I only took one art class. That was, you, we just said the whole school was art and you took one <laughs> class in four years. <laughs> but I was, but listen, I was in a very, Architectural. Oh, that's right. My bad. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't um, an art degree. It is an art degree, right? It's but um, it was more structured. Okay. And so um, I wanted to, and I should have. I should have taken more art classes. And I kind of, I have two thoughts about it. I'm glad I didn't take more classes because I feel like it would box me in. True. Could and, be. Um. I would probably look at my art right now and be like, oh, this is not the way, it's not a correct way to do it. Or it's not how the greats would do it. It's not what I was taught to do. Or, you know, they said it to be more like this person, you should do this. Like that's, we'd all have the same art. They would all be the same picture on everybody's wall if we did that. So makes sense. Yeah. But then the other part of me is like, oh God, I should have taken more classes just to develop, you know, Curious, how would sure. my art um, look now if I took more classes and knew more styles? And you know, would it be different? Would I still be? Would it still be as simple as it is? Sometimes it bothers me that it's that simple. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I want to put more line work in there. Just like fill it up. There's too much negative space. And some people will say that, but that's how it's a, like a very clean. Um, communication. Right. And it allows people to fill in that space with what they picture would be there. So like what I may picture, you know, the, the, the one picture that you have with the big bicycle, it's a huge wheel. And then the bicycle and the girl sitting yeah. on the bicycle, but the whole background's empty. Yeah. I can fill that background with what I see. I could be Manhattan. It could be driving through the desert in Arizona. Like I'm, I finished the picture in my head as the viewer, instead of you filling the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, I have to see exactly what she saw. Right. Yeah. 
Now you're thinking, God, that was really deep, too deep for this early. (laughs) I'm seeing black, but I am going to pretend. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, That's not what I was thinking at all, but thanks for filling my mind with your thoughts. Um, Yeah, I just... So you didn't do a lot of art in school. You went and learned a bunch of architecture stuff. Mm-hmm. And then did you start working at the company you were talking about? You were there for seven years, like right out of college or was that like? No. So in college, in order for me to graduate, I had to have a work study. Internship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Internship. And so I, uh, and that was in Chicago. And so I worked for um, a residential um, designer. Okay. And I loved it. Really? Loved it because it's up my alley. It's colors, figuring out what textures co- go together, um, what colors, what, you know, artistically, what it's almost like you have to learn to trust your instinct. Okay. With, um, and so that I, I just, I loved it. It was go with the flow kind of thing. Okay. Um, whereas, um, Commercial is very, you can crib, you usually crib um, projects. I don't know what that means. So um, you'll do one project and then you'll try to make that project fit into the next project. Oh, okay. So you don't have to do the work from scratch every time. Yeah, you're not really um, being creative. There's not much room for creativity in commercial because what they're looking Unless for is doing... probably similar like they they all want you know uniformity and let's create colors that bring out creativity is not what they're looking for no. they want calming colors so when people get fired on the friday before thanksgiving <laughs> they like <"Just> chill <laughs> yeah <laughs> have them leave without any confrontation yes green walls <laughs> exactly um and so you did that for seven years the friend, you found your art from college and you found that picture. Um, was that picture in the vein of what you do now? Like, was it the, first off, does your, the character, the girl in the striped mm-hmm. leggings, does she have a name? She doesn't have a name. Everybody no? asked me that. It's um, Carolina is her name. Okay. It's me. So it's, it is you. It's me. Yeah. I'm just kind of illustrating my life. Okay. What am I going through? So everything that you, um, that I've drawn, it's my experience. It's not something, because people will come in and say, oh my gosh, you're so creative with your ideas. Literal. You're like, it's <laughs> not It's not happening. my ideas, it's my Wednesday. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it this way so you can it. see what I'm watching while we're talking. Um, I have yeah. your page flowing behind me. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that in a while. Um, but yeah, it's literally like what I'm going through. Um, there was a period, it's so funny. Um, there was a period of my life where I was going through depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so that was about three or four years. And so my booth was pretty dark. And so these old ladies come in and they're like, they're looking and I'm talking about, you know, depression and what it feels like and, you know, like the bottoms of it and, um, anxieties, how you're, you feel like you're chained up and, and these ladies are looking, looking and they're in their eighties and, um, one goes, she knocks on me, she goes, honey, this is not the venue to air your dirty laundry. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) this is, this is not, and I'm like, and I know she didn't mean anything by it. It's just their culture. You know, you didn't talk about these things. Right. Um, back then for sure and i'm like listen this is the venue because this is keeping me sane <laughs> but you should have just tapped her on the shoulder this isn't the booth for you you should go over there with the the, the uh turquoise jewelry oh, and the God. pictures of whatever that stupid yeah, road runner thing she, and- she didn't mean to be you know critical it's yeah. just yeah she was she was trying to help she me. was trying but she doesn't realize that you took those words in like mm-hmm. you you felt judged kind of in that moment probably surprisingly not. yeah no no oh really i am so lucky that when criticism comes my way i don't know if it's lucky but um when criticism comes my way i don't take it personally so like if a gallery says no or if someone says yeah i don't get it it's i've had people say it's a little creepy to me i don't take it personally because i know that it's very specific. Not everybody's going to understand it. And I am so grateful that I'm like this because I know it could hurt me. Those comments mm-hmm. could hurt me. 
It could start yeah. for me. It could, you know. So I'm so grateful. I don't know why I'm not doing it on purpose. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, not take it personally. It's just, I just don't take it. Personally. Doesn't happen. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish I was more like that. <laughs> yeah. Every time I get a review on on wherever people listen to their podcast and they leave a review and it's like, good, good, good. And then here's the negative. I'm like, I don't read the, you, the first parts. I just yep. glaze over. I'm like, and he's awesome. He was good. The flow was great. Okay, here we go. There we go. That's what they really wanted to say. Uh-huh. Like as a manager, one of the, one of the ways we were taught to give feedback is like the Oreo cookie. So it's like cookie, the cream that everybody really wants is in the middle. And then there's another cookie. So you say, you know, it's, it's great that you're always on time and we appreciate you coming in uniform you know, when you're talking to customers, sometimes you spend too much time talking about your personal stuff. So kind of get them the message and get them on and let them go on with their day. But we really love this, this, this. So what you really wanted to say is just the thing in the middle. <laughs> and so you're taught to to package it this yeah. way. Nice thing, shitty thing, nice thing. And the really thing you wanted to say is the shitty thing, not shitty, but the, the constructive feedback and just give them that and move away. But we're taught, we were always taught as managers, no, 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 Oreo cookie. Mm-hmm. Surround it with something that, that's good. It's interesting that you say that because when someone calls me and they're like, oh, how are you doing? And they don't call me a lot. Um, how are you doing? How's life? Get to the point. What do you want? And <laughs> I want you to give me the middle yep. right, right away because I don't need you to bubble wrap it because I know that you don't mean anything, you know, you don't mean to be mean. You just need that information. So right. let's just get to it. Um, but I I mean, I say that and then I probably, I'm not as bad, but I probably do some of it too. I'm, I think we all do. Yeah. Like we've gone from a world where we all talked face to face and then everybody got cell phones. So we're calling each other all the time. And then now we text and we, we'll just tend to text pictures instead of real words and a lot of times people emoji. will get to the point quick. Yeah. Sending an emoji. Like I, I don't want to try to figure out what that picture means. <laughs> the same thing to you as it does to me because it hurts my feelings, but you love it and think it's like, Hey, who knows? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, you can misunderstand very much. So text mm-hmm. is so it's such a, a poor medium for communicating thoughts or feelings. Mm-hmm. Like if you're saying, Hey, me bad to movies at two o'clock. That's a text. When you're like, yeah. Hey, just don't call me anymore today. Oh, what, what did I do? No, I'm going to sleep. That's what I meant. I won't say I'm going to sleep. Don't call anymore today. Yeah. You're taking it in your feelings of, wait, well, he, he doesn't want me to call today. Maybe I shouldn't call tomorrow to give him more time. You don't know what really the focus is because yeah, text sucks is a meaning of communication. This makes me, it reminds me, um, all last year we didn't have shows, obviously. Right. Um, artists lost their jobs, kind of, yep. um, the, the ones that... Actually, you know what? When I think about it, I um, COVID has gifted me a few things because I, I um, before COVID, I was so busy with doing shows and you know in between stuff, so I didn't have the time to. And I've always wanted to do a book, right? So I had the time to do a book. I had the time to um, do cards, right? Um, so it did gift me time, um, which I appreciate. But I do miss. Um, that one-on-one or like in-person right. um, shows and, and I miss it so much. So now I'm finally back to doing shows. Yep, early well, December. I will be, early December. Early I December. I am so excited about that. We go to the Come Tempe up. Art Festival every year, both of them. There's, there, it's usually twice a year and we go every year, both of them. Really? It's so weird that I've never she seen found you. Me, I doubt maybe. it. No? I think she found you online, but she'll be home soon, we'll know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, we've never, like, we'll see somebody like, is there something here? There's a picture over there by my door, and I don't know if you can see it well. See that it. came from the Tempe Art Festival. It's a guy who's an artist, um, and he puts on costumes and takes pictures of himself, and he puts himself in these surreal um, settings. So, like, that's that looks like, I'll put a picture of it up on the on the show notes but that looks like a crime scene it's a bunch of cows that have like ivs of milk going into them and like it i looked at that picture and i was like holy shit it looks like in a police drama or something like that like a drug house or something like that picture told me i felt so much weirdness out of that picture yeah i was like i gotta have it 
and then I saw the, the vertical one. Yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, I've got to have it. And then I was like, how much is it? And the guy told me, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to have it that bad. Uh-huh. My wife bought it and had it, uh-huh. gave it to me for Christmas. Cause yeah. she was like, I saw you staring at that picture. As soon as you walked away, I got his card called him, whatever. But like That's that, that weirdness, so many people would look at that and go, Oh, what the fuck? That is so dark. Yeah. That was amazing. See, I can't, I'm going to see it on my way out. Cause I can't see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we go to the Tempe Art Festival every every year, and like I said, I, I don't don't know how we missed you, but your art is something that we would both gravitate towards. So, thank you. Um, the picture that your friend said finish it, and you finished it, and you sent it into the. You said you sent it. How would how would that work? Like you didn't go into the museum and say, "I have this piece. I'd like you guys to look at it." Or do you send it to them? So I filled out an application for a you had to get Jordan. Okay. So um, an application to schedule um, a jury. What's time. a jury? Uh, where there's a panel of jury um, artists. Okay. That if you want to get into the gallery, they jury you in. So they they, they judge they, you like they, and, and decide yeah. if you're worthy. Essentially. Good enough okay. to be in their gallery. Yeah. And so again, I don't know how it happened. But they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, let's get do. her in." No, seriously. I mean, I seriously, I'm, I'm very honest. So, like, if I feel that I'm, there's certain pieces that I'll do, and I'm like, "Holy shit, they're pretty." It's pretty good. Yeah. And then there's others, and I'll tell you. Um, with this, I seriously, I don't know because it wasn't that. It was regular pen, regular paper, but because my emotion was in it, yeah. That's what they saw. Do you still have that picture? I still have that one. The original? The original. Yeah. Have you ever duplicated it or, or reprinted it? So mm-hmm. you, do you have it framed or is it like, do you have it's it so in, you can no, see it? No, it's in. It's just in a drawer? It's in a drawer. It's, in, it's not even in a drawer. It's in my, um, uh, a little. Like a, like a. Um, yeah. Uh, accordion. Portfolio. Yeah. Like a portfolio. Portfolio. Book yeah. In the closet. And that's where I have my treasures. So, like, they're just, like, un- like stuff on napkin. But, you know, so when I purge, I usually purge as it's happening. Okay. So, like, if I'm at a um, a restaurant and something happens, I don't know, um, where my emotions get the best of me, whatever, um, I'll purge it out right there. And then sometimes I'll turn it into a, a, a finished piece. And... Um, other times Others. you just take the napkin home, put it in the closet. And put it in the closet, yeah. So there's a lot of closet closet me um, in that briefcase. Wow. But yeah, once in a while I'll take them on. I'm like, oh my God. It's not good. So You mean it's so, not good? You mean the art? The art itself is It's like not finished. Not, it's emotion and it's yes. quick and whatever. Yeah, and it's not. It's rough? Yes. Would that be a good word to describe yes, it? Okay. Perfect. It's rough and it's not like the head is not perfectly round or the head isn't really on the neck because I missed it because I was that mad. Um, but the emo, you can tell, you can you can feel the emotion in, in those pieces. You can feel them more when I'm doing it as it's coming on. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, more more so than if I replicate it because now. I'm ready to right. make it a finished product and make it look good. Wow. All right. Sir. I'm going to pause right here. We've been talking an hour, by the way. Okay. Yeah. We've been talking oh, an hour. I told you it was going to happen. You weren't going to realize it was an hour. All right, everybody, listen, go away. Come back for part two because this is a great, great interview. If I do say so myself, <laughs> uh, come back for part two. Susu studio, live long and prosper, make better choices, get better results. Finish the picture when you're supposed to finish it, not when you think you're supposed to finish it. Goodbye.
Cause me and the man got it all figured out Me and the man in black Black eyed cash Black eyed cash It's true that I live in a trailer And I drink beer all day long But I'm an artist and a writer A poet, a singer of songs Make a joyful noise unto the Lord That's what the good book states But it's hard for me to be joyful When all I hear about are my mistakes Well I don't care what people say About me behind my back Cause me and the man got it all figured out Me and the man in black Well I got cash Well I got cash Yeah. 